0: Hi, I'm Margie Nomura and welcome to another episode of our side dish, The Dream Dinner Party. This is the mini episode where we invite a guest to tell us about their dream dinner party. They're going to be allowed to invite four guests and they can be dead or alive because I think personally five people is the optimum number for a really great dinner party and they're of course going to be talking us through their dream menu when it comes to dinner parties no one is better equipped to talk to us than Rosie McKean Rosie is a chef food stylist and dinner party queen she's doing a dinner party pop-up on the 7th of July in London which I wish I could go to as I know it's going to be seriously delicious and tickets are available so if you're around definitely check that out She also writes a truly brilliant Substack newsletter where each month she gives a recipe for a four course dinner party and completely takes the stress out of any entertaining. It's brilliant. I highly recommend it. And I'm going to pop Rosie's details along with her Instagram handle in the show notes so you can find her and follow along. I'm so excited to see how many of you are listening to the Dream Dinner Party each week. It's honestly a game I've always played with my friends, so this is very fun to do with you all too, and I'm just so happy that you're enjoying it. Without further ado, here is Rosie's Dream Dinner Party.
1: I would say I bloody love them. I love a dinner party. <laughs> I throw them a lot. I think when I was little, me and my cousins, when we got together, we created a restaurant in our parents' house called The Blue Moon. And then we'd like have a dinner party with our parents. <laughs> and um, and I think it pretty much went from there. Like I just, you know, any excuse to get your mates around and cooking is so much about like showing love and showing my affection for other people and the, the way that, that is most easily done is when they're at your house. So, yeah. Also at uni, that was another place where I did a lot of dinner party hosting because it was a great way to meet folks. Me and my housemates would bring a guest each to each one and it had to be someone we didn't know so that we could, like,
0: scope them out. So, Rosie, welcome to your dream dinner party. You get to invite four guests and they can be dead or alive and you can choose anyone you like. Who are you going to invite to your dream dinner party?
1: I am going to invite absolutely none of my friends because okay. I- <laughs> all the time. I'm going to invite uh, people that I would like to talk to. And I think i like went through this and I was like, this is quite like an Instagram heavy list. Like people who I follow on Instagram, but that's fine. Um, So, well, number one is Prince. He is sadly dead, but I would have loved to have met and chatted to and, uh, eaten with and enjoyed a friendship with Prince.
0: Great first guest.
1: Thank you very much. I don't know if you would have liked me, but I love him. So he's invited. Um, The second person is Jennifer Coolidge,
0: who great,
1: great, great gal just had such an amazing resurrection and proof that, you know, as a woman in particular, your life does not end at a certain point. You are infinitely reinventing yourself and becoming better and doing more things. And apart from anything else, she's probably got some absolutely wild stories, which I'm desperate to hear.
0: Oh my goodness! Can you even imagine?
1: She'd I know. have the best
0: in a party chat ever.
1: I've pretty much gone for chat. Like that's yeah. that's kind of the theme of my guests. I've got who do I think would all get on and we'd have like the most insane conversations? So the third person is is another woman. It's Viola Davis, probably yes. one of the best actresses of our generation, of many generations. Again probably got a lot of stories and I think Viola feels like someone who would give me great advice like I could I could ask Vi- a Viola a question and she'd be like I'll tell you I'll tell you what to do babe
0: yeah she'd <laughs> like, sort your life out in would, two seconds she
1: would and then finally because I was like what am I missing I'm missing a handsome man I would like to have
0: no t- offense prince
1: no, but- <laughs> oh yeah no offense prince Princess has a man, but he's not why it's not why I'm, he's there. Um
0: Pedro Pascal is my fourth. Rosie, this is a dream dinner party.
1: And he's quite a recent crush, I'm gonna be honest. But you know what? Uh, he seems like a great guy and very funny. I think he'd be really excited to be at a dinner party with those three
0: people as well. Also, he seems very interested in food, I think. Like all of those memes going around the internet, he's always eating, isn't he? Yeah,
1: he's always eating. He'd be sort of like that, that perfect guest who's just like walks in and puts everyone at ease and like is chatty and asks lots of questions and feels like very sort of, engaged which is what you need I think sometimes you need a little bit of a like puppet master at dinner party to kind of get people going um and that's for Pascal
0: are there any particular conversations that you kind of envisaged over supper
1: I think I would be asking a lot of questions like what was the wildest thing you did for your birthday ever all of you (laughs) and um what do you think about this bit of culture and that bit of culture and you know yeah it would be fairly one-sided because I don't think they'd have much to ask me um but also I think they would all be good people I find myself talking a lot about therapy at dinner parties you know like what did you learn from your therapist what have you learned about yourself and like I think they're all quite good introspective people who would be able to sort of discuss that kind of side of things.
0: Um, mm, I love that conversation. You can learn so much about therapy without actually ever going to therapy just by learning about what other people have been told by their therapists yeah, yeah. You know, their biggest lessons. Yeah. I yeah. love that.
1: Yeah. But with a measured amount of like just good solid celebrity dirt as well. Like I want to know yeah. who shagged who at whose party in what year, please and thank you.
0: (laughs) I think Jennifer would deliver on all fronts.
1: She definitely would, she definitely would.
0: (laughs) And and where is home, Rosie? Where is the Dream Dinner Party taking place? Can you tell us a little bit about the setting?
1: So I'm imagining that somehow my food is going to magically appear at our side in our table. Our table will be in a very beautiful field in Somerset where I grew up okay at dusk in the hot summer so it's warm there's the smell of like amazing flowers and cow parsley I know cow parsley isn't everyone's favorite smell but I quite like it very like rural vibes because that's mm-hmm. well, I don't know maybe it was because I watched a lot of Big Brother in the summers but it always makes me feel very like oh anything could happen tonight at, like Somerset dusk smell is like what's going to happen where are we what are we what are we doing and um yeah I would be in the field in Somerset and it would be near enough to a local pub that would be open that we could go to afterwards because I think okay a finisher at a pub is a great thing and walking in with that those four people three four people I'd be like drinks guys
0: I mean that would be the coolest and in general how do you prepare for a dinner party are you one of those people that has everything prepared by the time your guests arrive or are you quite a laid-back host I'm
1: very prepared and I think partly because I'm have the luxury of being freelance and can make my time work around my cooking um, I would be very organized and like have everything laid out sort of where I needed it ready to go I'd be happily cooking three or four days before because I knew that it needed to rest or or whatever I'm doing like I'm I've no problem consecrating a lot of time on it but once you get going you want it to be you know especially with them there it would be hard to like take yourself away to do something but I don't think I've given myself that option because I've given myself quite an intense menu.
0: And what time do you invite people for a dinner party?
1: I think it's I think it's 7 for 7.15 I would be annoyed if they were later than that because I basically worked backwards and timed everything to you know being the prepared person, that's what I've done.
0: So if Prince is running late, are you going to start without him?
1: I might start handing out some canapes without Prince but okay. <laughs> I would probably have made too many anyway, so I think it's fine.
0: <laughs> okay, it's now time to serve drinks and maybe a little nibbly something. What are you going to serve?
1: Okay, so I like to start with some canapes um, and uh, a few of them. So I would like to have sage and anchovy fritti, which are mm. sage leaves with an anchovy in the middle, deep fried. Delicious. Very, very good canapé um Oysters, fresh oysters, shucked, lots and lots of uh, mignonette, shallot, and red wine vinegar. That's all I really need for an oyster, personally. But if people can have Tabasco and lemon, if they want as well. Wescombe cheddar fritters from a restaurant in Bath called Landrace upstairs. They make these cheddar fritters there that are like. Cannot describe it. It's like eating a puff of cheddary air. And it's so good. Ah. I mean, I love fried starters, and I love cheesy starters, cafes even. So you've got you've to have something a bit cheesy in there. And that would be my cheesy thing. Deviled eggs, because they really give mad men to me. And I think dinner parties often make me think of mad men and like those amazing scenes where Betty Draper's in this like fabulous outfit and like all the guests are drinking martinis and eating deviled eggs. And that's why I like having something like that. And then the final canapé, sorry, this is a long list, uh, would be really good melon and prosciutto. Ooh, A really, really stunning, perfect melon and a beautiful thinly sized bit of salty prosciutto. That is a smashing canapé. And I
0: just think yeah.
1: a good start to
0: a meal. That sounds absolutely delicious. Like we could possibly end it there because that just sounds so good. Um, are, are you serving drinks?
1: So uh, it's dry champagne or uh, dirty martinis at this point um, or a British sparkling wine that I really like is called uh, Hambledon. But um, yeah, I think my grandfather was extremely, extremely champagne oriented and he I got a lot of my hosting genes from him. And he would crack open a bottle of champagne at the drop of a hat. And I think (laughs) I just love to start a party with that. And a a dirty martini also, because going back to Mad Men, just it's giving Don Draper. I just want to have a martini. Like,
0: I need that at the start of a party. I think I'd like to be described as champagne orientated. I think that's like a really good description of a person. (laughs) Now, we're on to the food. What are you going to serve for the starter, main course and pudding?
1: So... I just really love, like, a grazing seafood platter. Like, loads and loads and loads of, like, soda bread and soft butter or and freshly baked baguette and soft butter, cracked crabs, langoustines, mayonnaise, smoked salmon, smoked trout, caviar, prawns, like, uh, little pints of prawns. I just really can't i just like i just don't think you can do better than just great seafood personally and uh i think for a for a dinner party like having something super luxurious isn't always like possible but if you can people are like wow this is great and also unlimited bread and butter that's that's gotta be the the dream yeah the (laughs) dream and the rule (laughs) um and again Those cold starters of, like, loads and loads of seafood really remind me of my grandparents and, like, dinner parties they would have. And also going to restaurants like Oslo Court, which is, like, a really old-school restaurant in St. John's Wood, and they have all this, like, beautiful little seafood, arranged very retro. And I just think, that looks great. And loads of ice, ice over everything. All of your surfaces are covered in ice.
0: Does everyone have their own little lemony water bowl?
1: Yeah, sliced lemons, like just lemons decorating the whole scene, just over the top seafood vibe.
0: I was once at supper with someone who misunderstood the lemony water bowl and they thought it was a soup. Oh, no. <laughs> and they drank it. Yeah, we all laughed, but they yeah. were they were fine with it. <laughs> um, so now we're on to the main event, the main course. How are you going to follow your seafood platter?
1: I regretfully I'm going to follow with more seafood which is not a regret. Actually, I couldn't, can't think of anything better. Just giant heaping trays of linguine alle vongole, which is my favourite pasta. Clams, white wine, chilli, garlic, parsley, Ugh. and chips on the side. Ooh, yes. You do want something so like the pasta should be mopping up a certain amount of those juices, but chips and clams, chips and any kind of like seafoody, brothy
0: vibe. Mm. So good. <laughs> What's everyone going to drink?
1: Um, I would think it would be a white burgundy at this point. I bought my uh, boyfriend a white burgundy for his birthday last year. Both of us thought it was the best wine we'd ever drunk. And it's called uh, Le Moutheret. And it was just a lovely, lovely wine. And probably really good with a like, briny, whiny, Uh, rongolet as well and I'm a white wine drinker truthfully Um, I like red but I'm more of a white
0: Well this sounds amazing we're already on to the pudding what are you going to choose for your final course?
1: That was really hard, that was probably the one I actually struggled the most with because I don't cook dessert that much so it's actually kind of more of a special thing uh, in many ways to think about what could I do and I I landed on something very standard Uh, I landed on tiramisu and Ooh. just because it's easy to serve, it never looks that like amazing. You know, you just scoop it out. It should be a little bit sloppy, a little bit gooey, but it's just such a a deliverer of all things. You got creamy, you got slightly boozy, coffee. That's really good after like uh kind of like a more of a spicy light main, I think as well, like something a bit richer like that. So, yeah, a good tiramisu is really good, especially the mascarpone part. I really like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's not beat around the bush. It's all about the mascarpone. <laughs> At your dream dinner party, are there after-dinner drinks? Are there games? Is there dancing? What happens after the food is eaten?
1: Yes, definitely drinks. Uh, digestivos are very important. So probably, like, red vermouth, um, on ice, uh, baby Guinnesses. Love a bit of a baby Guinness. Had a few of those at the weekend, um, and I, I think I'd probably have a bar. I think that's the, the the answer to the question is like I would have a trolley with a full bar rolled in, so that people could make their own after dinner drinks. And then, as far as after dinner, by that point we're almost certainly very drunk. Probably a bit of like louder singing and dancing to whatever music was already playing and then as i said before i'd like us all to go to the pub maybe
0: prince can sing
1: maybe prince can sing at the pub maybe they think prince is the prince (laughs) (laughs) lookalike,
0: and it's actually prince until he starts with purple rain
1: yeah i think that's what we do because i i just you know you can't beat like rocking up to a pub really quite drunk and everyone being like "Eh." come on in and me and Viola would go to the bar and Prince and Jennifer would get table. Pedro's in the loo it'd be great
0: and at your dream dinner party what time do you think it ends does it go on to the early hours or
1: yeah I think it's a lock-in my hope is is that we're such a good group we've got so much more to say and ask but we're also drunker and kind of like joshing and you know it's just hard to leave it's just not it's just not something you want to end that's what i think
0: (laughs) at your normal dinner parties are you the kind of person that cleans everything up that night or are you leave it till the next day kind of person
1: it's very much a tomorrow problem if i'm feeling like my space looks like a bomb hit it i'll do some light rearranging of the dirty stuff just so that it's a bit easier to relax
0: Yeah, just piles.
1: Yeah, but I've got a dishwasher. The dishwasher is very much employed several times the following day, and that's fine.
0: And the final question maybe this is a tricky one, but of all your dream dinner party guests, who do you think you'd be most likely to keep in touch with?
1: I think it would be Jennifer Coolidge. I just think she'd be like, Can I have the recipe for this? And then, then we'd be like emailing back and forth and You know, she'd come to London, she'd want to go to the nice restaurants. And I'd be like, sure, I'll take you, babe. I think that's that's my, my instinct is that she's the one who's the most
0: open to a London friend. I also feel like she would really like tiramisu. She would really like tiramisu, for sure. And a baby Guinness. Oh, a baby
1: Guinness. That's got her
0: name on it. Rosie, that was your dream dinner party. Thank you so much for sharing it with us.
1: You're so welcome. Thanks for having me on. It was like my favourite thing to think about.
0: So there we have it. Rosie's dream dinner party is over. The food has been eaten. The guests have gone home. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure you're subscribed to catch all episodes of the dream dinner party and Desert Island Dishes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.